The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. Cool as ever, she's too excited. Her man looks like he fight. He doing nothing but run. Reaction rolling in on the ESPN Milwaukee talk and text line. Justin agreeing with Joshy saying we have to remember there's no GM in football who loves his draft picks more than Goody. He has never used one to trade for an established player. And then there's lots of names rolling in on the talk and text line. McKinney, who we've talked about, Cameron Curl, who I believe is uh with Washington. Um, he's a guy who was drafted, I think, like seventh round or something like that, but really impressed during his time in the league. Um, so he would be a free agent option, I believe, uh, as opposed to a draft option. Uh, the safety class isn't that good this year, but what about evaluating a DB like Cooper DeJean as a safety? He is athletic enough to be a safety. That from Billy in Sussex. It's Interesting that you mentioned Cooper DeJean, Billy in Sussex, because that is exactly who our friend Matt Miller over at ESPN.com, who is an NFL draft expert, uh, thinks the Packers should take with the 25th pick. But I'm also seeing Cooper DeJean's name, guys, connected to the Detroit Lions, who pick 29th. It would not shock me if those two teams were in an arms race this year, especially, Gabe, given the fact that the Lions also have a very dramatic and priority need uh, at defensive back. Yeah, at really at anywhere defensively outside of what they have in, in Aiden Hutchinson. And the Packers are kind of in the same thing, in the same boat. Both these teams really like the young weapons that they have across the board. So they're going to be in the market for defensive backs. And, you know, so for, for someone like Cooper DeJean, I mean, Mel Kuyper just released his mock draft today. He's got him going as high as 19 to the Rams. So who knows if he even lasts to 25 to the Green Bay Packers. It's kind of wildly up and down at this point on, on how people feel about Cooper DeJean. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's I think that corner and safety are probably areas where the Packers are going to have to look for depth because don't know if they're bringing back Keyshawn Nixon. Can't count on, I think, on the health of Eric Stokes at this point. And so that leaves you really with only two corners you feel good about that are under contract in Valentine and Jair Alexander. See, I'm in the camp of go out and get an established one or a young one that's been proven. as Tharnell Savage was a first-round draft pick. And look yep. how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Ha-ha, Clinton Dix. You know what he was? First-round pick. First-round pick. Look how that worked out. You know? So the hit rate at least in Green Bay for safeties, is not great. Well, then they're due. <laughs> that is a good what, way of looking at it. my gambling addiction. Did your inner voice tell you that or your inner whatever Monologue, the hell we yes. are talking about? Exactly. And it's why Monologue. I keep rolling up to Potawatomi and putting money in the machines. <laughs> well, I mean, I lost last time. That means I got to win this I time. I didn't hit on that one. I didn't hit on that one. But again, like the Packers, I am due. Uh, Chu, you know Cooper DeJean, Iowa guy, Iowa kid? Uh, with his work? I do not. Right, I just me... think I just think the mustard is so overrated. The mustard. Dijon's terrible. That's a good point. <laughs> I, I know. I just I, I had to throw that out there. I just think I think we all agree that Dijon is just terrible mustard. So wait, where would you rank Dijon amongst the mustards? The honorable mention. So it's not Maybe. like in your top five. I know you're a big fan of the horseradish beer and brat mustard. That is the best, that. Gabe. That, That's that is the best. Beer and brat horseradish mustard is fantastic. Cannot Basic yellow mustard is overrated. More overrated than Dijon? I, I Dijon is like a fifth or sixth round pick. 
What's yellow mustard? Um, that's what I'm saying. Yellow mustard is solid. There just oh, aren't okay. enough mustards for us to be doing this list. <laughs> you don't honey know. mustard. You don't know. Like mustards. I got a honey mustard is <laughs> delicious, on. but it's got to be the right kind of honey mustard. And I also just got a sweet and spicy mustard, which Ooh. is outstanding. Well, what is it? What makes it sweet and spicy? Sugar. The sweetness. Yeah. Tabasco. <laughs> is that what There's it is? The Should I just throw sugar and Tabasco in with my regular old yellow mustard? I mean, are you ever putting Dijon on a uh, sandwich? I have liked yeah. Dijon with a roast beef ah. sandwich. Absolutely. Yeah, I made over the weekend. Mm. I made some like hot ham and cheese sandwiches, a little Dijon yeah. on there. See, like tonight, I'm making a pork tenderloin. Okay. And I always coat it with a mustard. And I have a surplus of Dijon. I don't know why, but I will use that as the mustard just to start getting <laughs> Dijon, rid of it's it. It's because it's an usually ingredient. It gets added to stuff. It's never, it's very it can't rare stand alone. alone. Correct. Yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, Joshy. But also, if horseradish mustard is your favorite mustard, you just like horseradish. No. I like the bite. But that's what I'm saying. That's about the horseradish. It's more about the horseradish and less about the mustard. No, because you wouldn't just put up straight horseradish on something. You wouldn't. I would. I would too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then maybe you start putting straight horseradish on your uh, on your hot dog there, pal. Can't believe I, the spicy I, brown hasn't gotten mentioned yeah, yet. Yeah, spicy brown's real good. Spicy brown is good. Um, there was when I got a over the holidays um, from our friends at Milwaukee Pretzel Company. Um, like I ordered a pretzel thing with them. There was a root beer mustard that came with that. That was great for dipping the pretzel in. I think what we're realizing, guys, is that mustard in and of itself is crapola. <laughs> the fact that you're... Uh, yes, I don't yes. think it's crapola. It, like, there's a place for tongue. yellow mustard. I tell you what, McDonald's? Yeah. Mc, Rots. Mc, yeah. But, but yellow mustard isn't the origin of mustard. What is? The stone ground mustard is closer to what an actual stone. Yeah, ground that's not mustard. good. It's not yeah. good. A lot of seeds. I know mustard seeds. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the yeah. si- the seasoning that you throw in sometimes yeah. when you're making meat uh-huh. dishes. But I think most people think of yellow mustard well, when they think of mustard. Yeah, but it's or, the bastardized or version. Or the guy from Clue. I, I tell you what, I Mr. don't mustard? know. Colonel Mustard, oh. you give him his respect. I refuse. Like, I don't know. He's a murderer. Why, Mc... why would I give him his respect? Well, only occasionally a murderer. <laughs> I don't know why works. McDonald's didn't mass produce their honey mustard because it is the hands down the best honey mustard I've ever had. Like like uh, Chick-fil-A. You can buy their little sauce sure. in a big thing, which we have in the um, refrigerator. So wait, you're McDonald's. telling me you go to McDonald's and you're getting a ten pack of chicken McNuggets and you're dumping it and you're you're dipping it in the honey mustard? Yeah, because I use it on other things. Oh. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I've never used McDonald's honey mustard on anything. No, it's good. So, do you want to know what my inner monologue is saying right now? <laughs> how the hell did we get here? Yeah, well, no, I know how we got here because I said Cooper Dijon, and you said that Dijon mustard is trash yeah. or overrated. I believe was the word you used. So, wait, does that make you like Cooper Dijon less? Mm, Iowa DBs haven't really worked out for us, have they? Uh well, we have no. some Iowa players on the team. They have the the Jackson. I- wasn't there a Jackson? Yeah, he was bad. Yeah. Yeah, everybody was high on him. Everybody thought Josh Jackson was going to be like a first-round pick. Packers took him in the second round, and it just turns out he wasn't athletic enough. Yeah. But we have Lucas Van Ness, who went to Iowa. I know he's not on that side of the ball, but... Wait, no, he is he on is that on side that, of yeah. the ball, so yeah. But he's also... Because why, why would you take an offensive player from Iowa? 
Oh, except Unless for a tight end. Tight ends are fantastic. Ah, O-line, though. Bulaga wouldn't like that. O-line's Oh, yeah, Bulaga's a Back, back, back in the day. Let, uh, let... Let Brian Bulaga know that uh, Jen's trashing him. Passing yeah. it on. Yeah. I meant skill positions. <laughs> I don't think that helps. Gabe kicks saving abuse. <laughs> I don't think that helps. So Cooper DeJean is the guy who he has number one. Do you have any idea who he had for the second pick for Green Bay? Chew, did you take a look? I mean, I threw this in the text chain the other day, so... Well, the problem is I can't open Twitter. Well, she sent the screenshot. We've taken the... Thanks, Gabe. We've... Thanks for having my back there, Well, buddy. no, because I've also he done the same thing. He didn't have my back a second ago. He's <laughs> going to call up Bulaga and tell him what I said about <laughs> Iowa offensive players. He's out here on an island today. So you didn't see it, I guess, is what we're getting at. <laughs> well, no, you've not. used the Twitter excuse long enough that we've decided that, okay, we'll work around Chewy, and then we take screenshots, and now he's still like, yeah, Twitter, Twitter doesn't but work. I think mock drafts are the dumbest thing ever. The dumbest thing ever. Uh... I think the mock draft, no, listen to me, Jen, the mock draft should just be the position and not the player, because after the 28th pick, they have no idea Where's what the, the hell they're talking about. in that? I know, it's just, this is probably one of the most boring stretches of sports right now because there's no football and we're all waiting on the USFL. So they do mock drafts. Who were we? Yeah, first of all, (laughs) USFL merged with the XFL, so the USFL doesn't even exist anymore. Second of all, whomst is we? You got a mouse in your pocket over there, pal? (laughs) What position was the second pick? That's all I care about. Why don't you guess? If you had to guess what the second position is, Matt Miller's... Interior D lineman. No. Linebacker? No. I give up. <laughs> it's another corner. It was another corner. Another corner? That's kind of a trick you guys question. let him off the hook that easily. What are we doing? Well, he gave what? up. <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to do? Just sit there in silence now you after have he gives to up? Encourage him to keep going. He's not a baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <Well>, I. <laughs> Really? <laughs> I can't be. We, just, we literally just talked about how we no longer send Twitter links yeah. because he won't open them. That's we he's now old. send screen grabs, <laughs> and then you have the audacity to say to me, he's not a baby. Yeah, See, cute. after that stretch, uh, Gabe, and we talked about it the other, I don't think you're coming to Iowa to pick me up. Me? No, I'm no. always, I'm always coming to Iowa for you, pal. I always got your back just because I dunk on you and make fun of you from time to time. That's what friends do. Time out. What did I miss? Going to Iowa to pick up Chew? Uh, Jen, I measure my friends based upon if I was in Iowa at 3 in the morning and was in the clink or my car broke down, who would come get me with just a phone call? Gabe was a solid, definitely coming. Josh, yeah, I forgot where we landed on you. Well, I tried to say yes, and then you realized maybe I would have someone else do it for me. My delegate yes. is out. You would outsource? Yeah. I would call you a car service. That's what I would do, <laughs> big guy, okay? You can be there in two hours and get you home. Lickety split. Jet, who are you calling, Jen? Uh, to pick me up in Iowa? Well, I'm Three lu- in the morning. I'm lucky. I have siblings, right? So I would call my sister. I mean, she'd go? I assume you're saying my husband's off the off the well, list, you right? Tell us, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm not sure Angie would come pick up Chew. Oh God! But no. here's the other thing: who's watching our children, right? So that's what would make it difficult Road to be trip. like Dario. Come on, come and grab me from Iowa. Get everybody, get everybody oh, in the car. Come get you. Absolutely not. I'd call my sister. <laughs> hey, I'm in Iowa. I'm in Delaware. Come and get me. 
She would do it. Everybody's got people like that, right? One person? Oh, yeah. Two people? I got Gabe and Pratik. Gabe, how many people do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I got Gabe and Pratik. You know who my first call might be? He'd never wake up. Blammer? Blammer. Blammer would do it. You want him driving I was about to say, you want Blammer driving that far? (laughs) At night? (laughs) The dark? I've seen those glasses. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the only hope you have is that nobody else is on the road at that time. (laughs) All right, we got to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. I'm surprised that that conversation didn't get further along. (laughs) No, I'm not. Maybe it's time for me to tell you guys about the best purchase I have made recently. Using saunas is something I've always been a fan of, and you have seen how the infrared sauna has really popped on the scene lately. It has always made me feel better, especially when I would use it at the gym. I would reserve a time to go to the infrared sauna, and I would use it for 30 minutes, but then I'd get kicked out. Well, that's why I finally was like, I need one of these in my house. And I know it seems extreme. It seems extravagant. But when you consider all of the benefits that it has offered, guys, it really is worth it. I am sleeping better. My skin looks better. My overall health and wellness. When I work out, I'm recovering faster than I ever have before. So I want you guys to check out Good Health Saunas because Good Health Saunas is a local company, and I love that, based out of Appleton and Waukesha, and they have a ton of different options for the infrared sauna of your home. If you want more information, you can go to their website, visit goodhealthsaunas.com, goodhealthsaunas.com, to see all of the options they have to improve your wellness and your longevity, just like me. Goodhealthsaunas.com, goodhealthsaunas.com. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Is it against the law to be a moron or not? <laughs> the law, not I yet. Was, I texted this to Jen earlier. The law does protect some people from uh, from things that are called an attractive nuisance. On 94.5 ESPN. I love the feeling when we lift off. Hard to believe we will be in the month of March in just a few days. Chewy, did you know it was a leap year? I did. I didn't until like two weeks ago. Just kind of rolling along, rolling along. And then somebody said like February 29th. And I was like, what? What about the February 29th? Well, we got one this year. Oh, really? Gabe, you said you have an easy way of remembering when the leap years are. Well, election cycles coming around. Boom. There you go. What is it? The moons? Is that why there's what? a leap year? No, because the the Earth's Earth's path around the sun is not exactly 365 days. So it's famously a, a quarter. Yeah. Right? So that's why every four years you add one. Add a day. Uh-huh. 2020, 2024. Weather. So whether we want to run. Hey, summer Olympics are here. Okay, we have a leap year. Anyway, it just means that we have one extra day before we get to March. And March, as you well know, means March Madness, although it typically doesn't start the madness until the end of the month. We are really close to, like, conference tournaments. Like, Marquette doesn't have very many games left. The Badgers don't have very many games left before they are in tournament action. And Paul Hembakitis, Hembo, you know him from Get Up, was talking about expanding the field. Now, it wasn't his idea to expand the field. You guys have seen this, right? They're talking about adding more teams and games to the field for March Madness. I can say March Madness, right? We've established that mm-hmm. on the radio. That's not an illegal thing. Right. Not a, just, again, much like a, the Super Bowl, you just can't say it in certain contexts. It's not attached to a sponsor. I think that's the, uh, the main caveat. So he had the suggestion, guys, of expanding the tournament by two days on the front end. Chewy, did you catch this at all? 
Yeah. Okay. So the idea was to make it a field of, what was it? Was it 96? 96. That's just... <laughs> Go for why it. Are we, why are we diluting things? I, I understand it's to make money, and that's the only reason. Okay. So did you want to keep having the conversation, or did you want to just pretend <laughs> no, like... No. <laughs> No, I just I I don't know where I land on the twelve for college football. Uh, college football, really? I think I'm okay with that, but I just leave it at sixty four. The tournament's so great. I mean, why 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 do this See, other than this money? Give me give me a reason. In other a monologue than money. that is happening on the outside right now, <laughs> he's just stream of consciousing his way through this conversation. So the idea that Hembo had was that you would take those ninety six teams, and the top sixteen teams would have buys from what would now be the first round. So you would basically have eighty teams playing in the fir- in the Tuesday. I think it was Tuesday before the tournament starts. Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday maybe? and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday. That kind of stinks for those teams. I guess then the next ones would be Thursday and Friday. Anyway, the ideal NCAA tournament field would include 112 teams, he said. The top 16, which would receive a first-round bye. Wow, I thought it was 96. He's 96 saying, games in the first week. Um, he's saying 112 week. teams. Yes, in order to do the 16 buys and have it all work. First yes. round with 96 teams, 24 games on Tuesday, 24 games on Wednesday. Then it gets to the round of 64. So basically, you're starting the round of 64 when you would normally start the round of 64. It's adding two days of games in the days leading up to that. And his argument is, guys, and this is where it's sound, people are so insatiable for basketball at that point, at that time, that they're going to watch, well, would it be bad basketball? The thing we talk about with basketball is any given day. On any given day, you know, a 12 can beat a 5. On any given day, there can be an upset because basketball is not like football where it, it sort of works itself out. You can have a team that's unexpected that hangs with a higher seed that moves its way through the tournament. It happens every year, Gabe. It would be bad basketball. Yes. A lot of bad basketball in those first two days because if you're letting 112 teams in, like there are bad teams that get in now. Into, into the 68 field bracket. And if people are so insatiable, how come they're barely watching the first four that I they don't. always have in date? The 68? Forget it. I have no interest. Zero. Because well, that, they've just come off of watching the conference championship games. But they haven't. Yeah, no. You, you're what do you delu- mean? People don't really watch the conference tournaments. They don't. Really? Yeah. Not not the way they watch the NCAA tournament. I just, well, is it because of affiliation? Like you have to have an affiliation to a certain conference in order to tune in? Probably. It's- but I mean, I mean, the, those rates, the, those rates about, I mean, maybe the Big Ten one gets a little bit more because they're leading into Selection Sunday. But the... The championship game for the Big East on FS1, it's just like a regular season game. But I watch, Gabe, I will say I watch the Big Ten tournament when it gets towards the end of it, maybe the Final Four, and I watch ACC. I do watch those games. Yeah. Because it usually leads right up un, up into the selection. Yeah, right? because and because you're actually going to get to see one of those, chances are you're going to see one of those top 16 teams, right? You're looking to see, okay, yeah. how does this team look? Should I take them in my bracket? Like... People people want time to fill out the bracket. If you have Selection Sunday, and now I have to fill out a bracket already uh, just on Monday with 112 teams, the pe- the reason why March Madness is what it is because people love to fill out brackets. Yeah, they don't other, they don't want to fill out a 112 team bracket. Other other than money, this feels very YMCA ish. Also, you you watch a game between Northeastern State and Duke. Because Duke has the star power, the brand power. When you've expanded 
from 64 to 112, you're playing games where people have no idea where the school is, no Mm -hmm. idea what the school is, and with players nobody recognizes. Like, at some point, there is a dilution factor here. Like, I wouldn't be watching these games. Like, what what interest do I have? Do people watch the NIT? Not no, really. But no. people do. I, well, mean, I mean, people do. But yes, does it, is it a huge ratings moneymaker? No, it's not. But people who, like, I watched, the, the last time I watched the NIT, Marquette was in the NIT. It's the last time I watched the NIT. Which is probably what draws most people yeah. to that tournament, because it is a second-tier tournament. But to me, there's a lot of greed happening here with the NCAA tournament. Like, they want all of the teams. Because immediately, when you talk about diluting, that field, the NIT field, immediately gets diluted. Let me let me ask. Right, you I mean, oh, now yeah, you're, now, yeah. I mean, as opposed to being the second tier of talent, now it's the third tier or fourth tier of talent. You'd have to get rid of the NIT. Let me ask you this though: Is this being driven by betting? Because betting in the country now is astronomical, and outside of football, probably basketball is the second easiest thing to bet on. I don't right? think that's a horrible thought. I don't think it's a horrible thought that I, now all of a sudden they're thinking we can get two extra days of people betting on NCAA tournament games, whether or not you think they are deserving of being NCAA tournament that, games or not. That would imply that the NCAA is working for the sports books. If you Which, follow that, if you pull that line of logic. Because why Why would the NCAA have any interest in more people betting on games? Unless they're profiting. Well... The, the reason that there's an XFL or whatever the hell they call it now, that's all based upon betting because if you watch that football, it's very painful to watch. <laughs> wait, wait, right wait, 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 wait. 20 minutes wait. ago. You can't yeah. trash it. She just said 20 minutes ago you were singing its praises. I mean, football's football's football to me. I look at things schematically. Are you telling me that there aren't people out there that think that way about basketball? Basketball is basketball is basketball to me? Um... Maybe yeah, they're just there's wrong. There's probably a part of it. I mean, I enjoy watching high school basketball. I enjoy watching that tournament when they have it on. The they, pureness of it. The, I, and plus, I don't think that you're going to be able to get the money you think that you're going to get from the television networks for those first 48 games that you'd be playing on. Because, I mean, 16 games, the way it plays out that Thursday and Friday, I mean, they kind of space it out pretty well. Now you're adding in eight more games. You're probably going to have to add more sites in. So now you need more broadcast crews. You need more cameras. Like, the, the networks are going to incur more costs, and those games are not going to rate as well. So you're not going to be able to sell and make as much money out of it. I, I just diluting that product. Again, I'm not tuning in for Iowa versus Butler on a Monday night before we get to the round of the six, of 64. I'm just not. 800-990-3776. Let's go out to the phone lines. Eric is on the line, wants to talk about the potential of expansion. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, guys. Hey, why don't we expand 16 teams and have the winner of those, you know, have four teams come out of that, and those are your play-in game winners. So you're saying just less Oh, expansion. I see, for the, to get the 68. So, so we would have yeah. a, a round. So we would have sixteen teams play in a tournament to get get into the their own final four to get into the regular tournament. Is that the it idea? Take, it, it wouldn't it take too long with conference championships and stuff like that because sixteen game sixteen game team tournament is what. Five. I don't want to do the math. Yeah, that's you're adding a lot of games. Also, <clears throat> we can debate all of the will people watch, will people gamble on it. Is there any aspect of the NCAA basketball tournament is the most perfect 
thing we have going. There is nothing that carries less throughout their regular season and garners more interest than the March Madness tournament. There is nothing better. People come out in droves for something they typically don't. So why are we trying to ruin something that is already the best form of it we have? Well, and the great great part of it is... Again, the way it's kind of spaced out, because you have that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you're just glued. Mm-hmm. But then you get a little bit of a break, and uh-huh. then you can watch the Sweet 16, Elite mm-hmm. Eight, and then you get a bit of a break. If we do this six days straight of nothing but college basketball, I think that's going to be a little, you're going to OD on it. Yeah. And you're, you're going to start to care less and less and less. Because you get, again, it's it's spaced perfectly. As Josh said, this is the perfect thing we have. And if you're a basketball junkie, we can offer you a couple of games on that Tuesday and Wednesday in the first four as part of the tournament if you really want to watch it. But we all know the main attraction starts on Thursday. Isn't that just marginal utility? You know, back to our stats class. Isn't that just, you have to find that happy medium. You have to find that sweet spot of the more you consume of something, the less satisfaction you get of it. Chewy seems to think there is no marginal utility in the NFL, and I would argue that the NFL feels the same way, that they will keep pumping out mm-hmm. NFL and that people will keep consuming it, that there is no ouch ouch point. But you're saying that there is an ouch point likely with the NCAA and with NCAA basketball. Yeah, n- not everyone's the NFL. I just, I'm just saying, like, if you are any of these other sports... I don't begrudge them for trying to continue expanding right. until they find that out point. I, I think, and you may have to keep pushing it, pushing it until someone says, no more, I will not consume at the same level I was consuming before. It doesn't have the same level of, of appeal as it did before. And then go, okay, we found the spot. I but th- I think they already found the spot. Because if yeah. they go to 112 and people hate it, they're not going to go back to 68. Yeah. Like once you go forward, like you're, everybody talks about, oh, maybe they should take away games in the NBA. Maybe they need to take cut Major League Baseball schedule off of 162. No, they're already at that point. They're not going to expand games at that point, but they're also not going to cut back because now they're losing money. It's it. I think a good like business owner knows when to expand and when to stand pat. So like being able to look at yourselves and say, guess what. We would love to be the NBA, but we're not. In America, basketball is niche in comparison to the NFL at this point. And then every and other then, sport is niche in comparison <clears throat> to the monolith that is the NFL. And that's okay. There's plenty of space for that. It's just not the same thing. And and would this spell doom for the NIT? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You'd have to get rid of it. So All of it, not would, just the NIT, right? Some of those other tournaments that are out there as well. I mean, maybe you could do the CBI. I don't know. <laughs> Sure, if you want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you already exist now. You're really But to that point, guys, again, we mentioned it earlier, there are people who are watching the NIT. There are people who are mm-hmm. watching the CBI, and it mostly depends on if your team is in that field. So the thought is, if more teams were in the NCAA field, wouldn't more people be tuning in to watch their team maybe make a Cinderella run, maybe surprise some people with some wins? Monday, Tuesday would be the NIT. Whatever your rating ship viewers, whatever whatever ESPN's making off of the NIT, that's the money that's out there. And I don't think it's a significant amount of money to change what you have in the perfection that you already have. Tune into Behind the Bucks on the Bucks Plus Audio Network, presented by Gallagher, your trusted insurance broker and HR and benefits consultant. Behind the Bucks peels back the curtain to give fans unique access and deep storytelling unlike ever before. Subscribe and download right now to get a companion podcast to the new 
Prime documentary, Giannis, A Marvelous Journey. Hear about the making of the documentary, Thanasis going deeper on the Giannis stories you haven't heard, and learn about how Milwaukee became home for the Adetokumbo family. Find Behind the Bucks at bucks.com slash plus, the Bucks app, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Just jump on it. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on it! Jump on it! Jump on! Slow down on ninety four five ESPN. Oh, make me over. Hey, if you're pulling into your garage and you are seeing uneven surfaces, cracks, just unsightly ground, call my friends over at Showtime Floors. They've got this thing called Floor Shield. It's used by military bases, airports, businesses, and of course, residential homes as well. Floor Shield is designed to beautify and protect your concrete surfaces. Because I can hear you now saying, what do I care what the floor of my garage looks like? Well, you probably don't. But from a protection standpoint, to help with the value of your home, Floor Shield is absolutely something you should look into. You can enjoy same-day installation and a 15-year warranty against wear. And if you mention ESPN, they'll give you free crack repair and 10% off. Get more information by visiting ShowtimeFloors.com. That's ShowtimeFloors.com. Before we went to break, I heard Gabe talking about our friends over at Bucks Plus. It is this new audio platform that we have put out here at Good Karma Brands. And one of the podcasts that you can listen to is Thanalysis, which, by the way, fantastic name. Just wonderful. Whoever named it, it's just, it's Thanasis Antetokounmpo, and he is sitting down with guests. And one of his recent guests was Donovan Mitchell. So Thanasis... He's getting some big, big names, right? He's pulling some big guests. Here's what Thana- uh, here's what Donovan Mitchell had to say on Thanalysis recently. Like I cuss people out. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, my windows are tinted too, so like I be screaming at people, <laughs> but they don't know it's you. Or no, no, no idea. Everybody that knows me knows I have a quick fuse, and like, like I don't <laughs> care. And if you honk at me, I'm gonna drive slower. Like I'm that, like I'm that petty. If you driving in the fast lane and you go in the speed limit like we have a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you getting me angry just talking about it right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's just me, though. Like, so Donovan Mitchell has a bit of road rage is what we're learning on the Thanalysis podcast. Do you have road rage, Gabe? Sound any, I was about to say, sound familiar there, Jen? I Anything road, of those things? No, I don't have road and, rage. Oh, really? No, I don't have road oh, rage. Oh, so when the kids cut you off in the parking lot and then you followed them, what would you describe <laughs> that as? Well, that was a vendetta. That's what that was. <laughs> um, but Seems I like a fancy word for road rage. I don't I've never get, followed anyone. I don't get road rage. Yeah, neither rage. have I. I just get... Um, I'm a, I'm a very... Hold on. <laughs> here we go. Yeah, okay. How, how, are, we, how are we splitting this hair? Well, let me, twinkle my, toes my, to dance around it. <laughs> my inner monologue has already worked up a great one here. Um, no, I don't have road rage because I interpret road rage as somebody who is like cursing at people, who lets their emotions get the best of them. I'm just an aggressive driver. I was with a guy this weekend who's from New York and we were talking about our driving habits and he was saying the same thing. He's like, if you ever live in a big city, and Milwaukee's not really a big city, it's a city, but it's not a big city where you've got like a lot of traffic and you're navigating like, if you don't go, someone else will mindset. I have lived in Chicago. I have lived in New York. I, th- that whole aspect of driving in those cities, I think, has contributed to my aggressive driving mentality. Um, I don't curse at people in the car. I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't yell at people in the car. I'm not like flipping people off in the car. I don't lose my bleep. Uh, I just drive 
aggressively. Oh, so if somebody's driving the speed limit in the left lane, what are you doing? Well, th- I want them to move. <laughs> yes. Are you trying to talk to them at all? Are you honking the horn at all? Am I having an inner monologue? Yes. Potentially. Okay. Am I having an outer monologue? Also potentially true. Wait, how, I don't understand how you guys don't have the same mindset when it comes to people driving slow in the left lane. Oh, I do. Have you driven in Florida? It's <laughs> just well, it's all the old mean, people. Yeah, I, lo- I, I, lo- I love old people, but turn your license in, please. <laughs> Go away. You're such bad drivers. See, that's not road rage. <clears throat> oh. If, again, if, if Wait, some- do you have road rage? Me? Yeah, you don't want to drive with me. There's some words you've never heard in your life before. Oh, my Doubt God. Doubt that very much. Yeah, I was about to say, you guys have just about said every word during the show that. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you don't think you have road rage. Yeah, this is this is interesting. What do you mean? I don't. I know I don't have road rage. That's Jay, not true. You followed people. That was one group of teenagers. I've never done that. That doesn't mean that my, what I did is road rage. What yes. you did in that instance was road rage. You were overcome by rage. That wasn't rage. What was it? That was mischief. <laughs> no, the kids were up to mischief. You were looking. I don't know what you were looking to do. But when you are using snow tread and freshly <laughs> tires like that you see in the snow to follow someone, that's not, that's, yes, you have now crossed over that's into not road, road rage. rage. Have you guys seen Beef? No. Have you watched Beef? No. With Ali Wong? It's this great show. It won all the awards this past year. It was really, really well done. Made me very uncomfortable. That was road rage. Like, she's, she's, she's um, aggressively following, she's driving on lawns, she's going yeah, to this guy's place yeah, of work. That's, like, that's the upper level of road rage. Uh-huh. You are in the lower I level. I don't have road rage. Have and, you ever gotten out of your car to confront someone? Have not. All right. Everybody carries a gun. No, I'm not getting out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely smart. not. No, that's the thing is I know that there are other people who have road rage. Apparently Donovan Mitchell has road rage. Um, But I know that what I do is not, it hasn't eclipsed, it hasn't gotten to the level of road rage. There are frustrations. I get frustrated by people who drive slow in the left lane, but I don't rage about it. Do you honk at them? No. So if somebody's driving slow in the left lane, you're behind them, you're trying to figure it out, you've never honked. No. I, I feel like we've been on the phone with you when you've like, been yelling about somebody's driving to us. Yeah, but that's not at them. <laughs> then who is it at? It, I'm, I'm articulating to you guys my frustration. <laughs> Your rage. It's not rage. Yes. Keep, I, give, raise the voice and tell us it's say, not rage. Here's what I was going to say. You guys are trying to bait me. That's what's happening right now. I can, I can sniff this sucker out a mile can you? away. Or did you just hear yourself in the headphones and go, oh, oh, contradiction. What's crazy is that you guys, have you guys ever heard me rage? I feel like if you had heard me rage, you would know that even what I just did a moment ago isn't even close. No, but again, when I heard the story of you following people... That has crossed the line into you are not really in control at they that point. They crossed the line. I was just crossing yeah. it back. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Eye for an eye? <laughs> <laughs> no. We were we were okay, and then they made it unokay, and then I just retaliated to make it back okay. Yeah, but Donovan it's not at all how that works. No, nope. It's not even close to how that works. But yeah, but Don- doesn't Donovan Mitchell sounds like he's welcoming road rage? Because if you're in the left lane going 65 and you know you're going 65 and you don't care, then you're a butthole. 
I he I think he was complaining about people who do drive it when he's trying to go above it. Yeah, so he's trying to pass the person in the left lane going. So now I, I don't know in what instance where he's been honked at where he decides to go slow, which I can also see a move that somebody else on the panel may pull. Would never do. You think I would go slower on the highway? For Absolutely. petty for petty 100%, reasons? No. How do you not know me this well, Gabe? Like, we've been working together for a really long time. I'm very surprised that you think that I would go slower just to prove a point. No, I still got to get where I'm going, and I'm already running 10 minutes late. Again, there once is you, never once you... an instance other than a police officer sitting in a parking lot that I am approaching where I am going slower than I was going. Once you've decided that you need to follow someone because they cut you off, yeah, that's you're capable yeah, that's, of anything. That's an issue. Loose cannon. Yeah, <laughs> you're ca- I don't know what you're capable of then behind the wheel. You know what? Actually, let's continue this narrative. Keep pushing that out there. Actually, <laughs> we don't know what she's capable of, folks. She's a loose cannon. She's crazy. You don't want to mess with her. I'm fine with that. Actually, if you could just do my propaganda for me, that would be great. <laughs> you probably, probably have tr- less road rage. People get out of your save way. Save me a lot of trouble going forward. Did you hear them talking about Jen on Jen Gabe and Chewy? She's insane. <laughs> you know what that means, Chew? I don't have to talk to as many people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just avoid me entirely i assume we have a a thing a read you gotta read is your business looking for localized banking solutions and a strategic partner fifth third bank has been looking forward to the future and helping businesses shape what's next for 165 years and for the last 15 right here in milwaukee they offer industry specific expertise local decision making capabilities and extensive experience to help navigate the complexities of a constantly changing business market environment with your business in mind fifth third is big enough to provide sophisticated solutions and expert guidance but also they're empowered to make local decisions and work from a foundation of strong community connections commercial banking value only fifth third can deliver Fifth Third Bank, National Association, custom solutions built around your goals. Member FDIC. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. But remember he said uh, his birthday? Yeah. Maybe we get a little freaky. Yeah. <laughs> like he's, and, everyone, and everyone's like, oh, look at our horny little boy. We're so <laughs> good for him. Like everybody's so supportive of Giannis, they just kind of look past it. On 94.5 ESPN. Here we go. I have a winning ticket sitting on my counter at home. I need to remember to bring that in to my friends over at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. It is, of course, in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, an all-new Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. And when I say all-new, guys, I really mean it is all-new. If you haven't been there recently, you will be blown away at all of the development, all of the places that you can enjoy an evening or an afternoon. 12 bars and restaurants, a winning seat at 40 table games, 3,000 slot machines, plus the thrill of bingo, full-service sports betting, and so much more. If you are ready... Ready to spark something new. Light up your senses at Pottawatomie Casino Hotel. Explore more at PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. Man, we had a lot of people weighing in on the inner monologue this morning. Again, I think it was Gabe who told us that he saw an article or a tweet that said that 50 to 70% of people do not have an inner monologue. And when you consider just how wide and vast the explanation of inner monologue is... It's confounding to me that people don't have this, like, barometer. Uh, The inner voice is a fundamental aspect of human cognition and consciousness. It plays a significant role in shaping our perceptions, our attitudes, and our behavior. It can influence how we interpret events, make choices, and respond to various situations. I don't know that I believe, Joshi, that nobody, that there are people out there that don't have this sort of voice in their head. What, What do you mean? What do I mean? How do you not have something, like... 
telling you what to do next and helping you through decisions and uh, interpreting stimulus and then making decisions based on it. To me, that's all the inner voice. I think it's hard for you to diagnose as someone who has one, and it is equally as hard for me, but when scientists and neurosurgeons tell me, brain surgeons tell me that this is the case, I have no choice but to believe them. It's hard for me to fathom. But I it's do probably, I- but it's also probably true from the other perspective. If you're one of these right. people who doesn't have that inner monologue, inner voice, whatever. For instance, when I figured out that when people are told to imagine something in their mind, I thought that was just a figure of speech. I had no idea until about 33 years of age that when you say, imagine this, that people actually have vivid imagery in their mind. I don't see anything. Which is crazy to me because you're a great storyteller. And in my experience, storytelling is all about creating that theater in your mind and then being able to articulate it. So it's surprising to me that you don't have that like scene developing in your brain before you're delivering it with words. Yeah, everything to me is like filed away in word form. So it's like there's no imagery associated with it. I basically write a story in my head to retell a story. Can that's you how develop it, it though? N- I don't believe that's the case. Because I did that thing. Homegrid made us take this class on how to visualize good things happening, which I never had before, but now I can't get it out good of my head. Good things happening never before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now something happens, and I'm like, oh, I really don't want that image in my head. You know? See, like, I'm able to... Like, understand the concept and go through the motions and do all that. And I think it would serve the same process. But, like, if you tell me to imagine myself running down the field, catching a pass over the middle, evading, like, there's no images there. I just understand the concept. Have you seen the picture of the blammer in his underwear? Yes. That's a very disturbing <laughs> picture for me that I can pull up a, right now. Me too. Can you pull that up in your head right Absolutely. now? Bloop, right there. No, I, I don't see it. Oh, I'm jealous. You... I'm jealous of Joshy right now. Yeah, very no. jealous of Josh. <laughs> and it's can funny you... because, Chu, be, going even one step further, the way that my brain works is it feels like a filing cabinet. It almost feels like I'm like, ding, and then it pulls up, and then it's right there. Yeah. That'd be nice. It seems fun. <laughs> no, it's not. Can you deprogram me? I no. need to be deprogrammed. No, you've got no one to blame but yourself, pal. Jesus. You're the one who took the picture. You're the one who continues to send that picture. You're the person who continues to have that picture on your phone so you can send the picture. You just can't figure out how to control alt-delete it from no. his brain, right? Delete. Maybe we get you the men in black thing. Remember the men in black oh, thing yeah. where they put it in front of your face and then just... The problem with the men in black thing is it's not specific to certain things, right? It just kind of wipes everything, doesn't it? I think it wipes te- everything from a certain like time period. Because then they tell the person like you're yeah. a such and such from such and such or something. I haven't seen Isn't Men that in Black. Eternal in a long Sunshine time. of Spotless Mind as well. Ooh, Isn't I don't know. I haven't seen Eternal I, I think that's, Sunshine Spotless Mind. I think that's what it is. If I remember correctly, they, do the, they put the white light. Well, in front it's a, of the- it's a whole process, and it's like to remove bad relationship memories is like the foundation oh. of it. Ooh. It's like severance. This feels a little. Oh, this feels a little Vanilla Sky too. Mm. Right. Severance is when is Severance coming back? They finally just started filming season two Jeez. because of the writer's strike and everything else. Like I know they just finally started. Yeah. Good to know, I suppose. Hey, Will and Tausch is next on ESPN Milwaukee. Have a great one, everybody. We'll be back with you again tomorrow.